2: do you find that we human beings often just concentrate on how things are today for us, and what we're doing and what we're busy with, and we don't consider how we really got here. Look around, whether you're driving in your car or you're sitting in your house, everything that you see has been made by other people's hands. Each one of these people has their own story, and many of them probably are long gone. And the same holds true for mediumship and afterlife research. And although you're listening to me and I'm sharing the best of what I know, I haven't really spoke about the people that have made it all possible for us. Our guest is Martin Twycross, who was just recently featured on episode 89 when he shared his story of being a skeptic, an atheist. And now he's a longtime medium, teaching the science behind how mediumship works, and is an expert on some of the great mediums of the past. And I'd love for you to hear about some kinds of mediumship that you may not be aware of, and five special mediums of the past who are very much responsible for what we have today. And if you enjoy hearing about the great pioneers, you can certainly check out Martin's website, which is martintwycross.com, and just look under courses and you'll see the great mediums of the past. It's only about 65 pounds, which is 75 US dollars for about 10 hours worth of great research and pictures. So Martin, could you describe the different kinds of mediumship that we have today?
3: Yeah, sure. I'm happy to go over that. Within mediumship, we can talk about a lot of different types. The most, the one that most people are familiar with is uh, what I call evidential mediumship, which is a form of mental mediumship. It's where we, when we're doing private sittings and we're working on a platform, we're bringing through information, evidence about spirits to demonstrate that they survive. So it's bringing through survival evidence to demonstrate that our loved ones are still around, they still care about us. Generally, we bring evidence, then we free them up to share whatever they want to say. What's their message? What's their story? What do they wish to say? So that's what you'll see most commonly. And if you see mediums working on TV, generally, again, that's what they're doing. We have another kind of mediumship called uh, transmediumship. And transmediumship is a totally different type of mediumship, but it's still mental mediumship. It still functions through the mind of the medium. But basically with transmediumship, what happens is, the medium becomes incredibly passive, closes their eyes and just becomes incredibly passive and allows the spirit world to blend with them, to allow spirit to speak through them. And it's often used for bringing forward uh, philosophy, for bringing forward spiritual teachings. There are some mediums who can bring clairvoyance through in the trans state as well. Gordon Higginson was a medium who did that. There are some people who will become the loved one and your loved one speaks to you directly through trans. And Helen Hughes, who is, again, one of the mediums I want to talk about in my great mediums course, she used to do that. Phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And again, it's something you very rarely see. But if you can be connected one-on-one with your loved one and have them speak and talk to you, wow, that'd be great. We'd love that. So that's uh, what we call the transmediumship state. Uh, Most commonly, it's used for bringing through teachings and books like the Silver Birch series by Morris Barbernell. That's kind of a lot of what a lot of trans mediums do. But then we've got healing mediumship, which is it's energetic mediumship. What happens with healing mediumship is that we're blending with spirit, we're blending with healing guides and helpers to allow a flow of energy, which comes ultimately from the source, from God, the universe, call it what you will, to flow through to reach the patients. So we're just creating an attunement to the spirit world to allow them to deliver the healing energy that is needed by people. And Harry Edwards was the greatest proponent of that. He was the finest healer of the last 100 years. And I, I love Harry Edwards. I get so passionate about Harry Edwards. So that, he's, he's one I want to talk about as well on the Great Mediums course. And then we have inspirational mediumship, which is inspirational speaking, inspirational writing, which can deepen into a form of automatic writing as well, which was very popular in the, in the later years, but you don't see so much of it these days. And true automatic writing is where the hand of the medium can be controlled totally independently of the medium's mind and body and produce writings. For some people, they say automatic writing is inspirational mediumship, but it can actually be physical mediumship as well gordon higginson once did a demonstration where he stood on platform and he gave a normal link through his mind by speaking to the person whilst his hand wrote out a totally unique different link through automatic writing and that oh, is impressive
2: wow exactly. <laughs> i've heard that
3: that's amazing absolutely oh. amazing so within the inspirational we still have things like inspirational art spirit art where uh, you can be impressed to draw the faces of people who live on in the spirit world, your loved ones get their portrait drawn, which is a fabulous thing to have done. And that can also take place within the trance state as well. You can have trance art as well as the inspirational state. And then we move into the whole realm of physical mediumship. And physical mediumship differs from mental mediumship in that it's objective. It should be visible to everybody. Mental mediumship is subjective. Unless you're the medium, you don't really know what that medium is receiving. But with physical mediumship, it's objective. The results are objective. Within physical mediumship, we can get materialization where forms materialize and can be seen. We can get vo- voice phenomena in the room where loved ones in the spirit world can speak. We can also get objects move around the room. We can get what's called a port where objects appear within the seance room and as ports where the objects get taken out of the seance room. We can even combine physical mediumship with healing. So. There are many different types of mediumship. The most common one you will encounter is what we call evidential. But it's important to recognize as well that most mediums don't work with just one. Most mediums work with a variety.
2: Thank you for that. Now, let's talk about the great mediums of the past and the online course you have. I know you've got a picture to show me and our listeners can't see it. Just imagine. He's got a picture of the mediums. Martin, can you tell us about these mediums? Okay, so, um, yeah,
3: I'm very passionate about great mediums of the past, and it really all started with the gentleman on the left, who is Gordon Higginson. When I was visiting the college, a lot of the uh, tutors who I spent time with were actually students of Gordon's. People like Mavis Patilla, Paul Jacobs, Simon James, and many more, Glenn Edwards, many more. They were all students of Gordon's, and I used to enjoy hearing them talk about Gordon. And then one day somebody gave me a tape of Gordon's to listen to, and I was fascinated by the man, absolutely fascinated. I then went on to talk to a great number of people and interview a lot of people about Gordon, and also just to compile a great deal of information myself about him, which I actually built a website, gordonhigginson.co.uk it is. I'm very passionate about uh, the teachings of Gordon, and he really intrigued me. I then went down a rabbit hole with many other mediums as well. The second medium is Estelle Roberts, and Estelle Roberts went to Hampton Hill Spiritualist Church for the first time. as her very first church she went to, and that is also the church that I went to. And when I read her biography, I was amazed to find out that at the time she was living in Teddington, and at the time I was living in Teddington. And then I was amazed from her biography to read that she set up the House of Red Cloud. Red Cloud was her guide, and she set up the House of Red Cloud on the the Ridgeway in uh, Wimbledon, and at the time I was working in Wimbledon and that was only a couple of hundred yards around the corner. And I thought it was all very strange that I had so much in common with this lady, that all these things about where she lived kind of, I, I was almost living parallel exactly where she was. She was an amazing medium. Gordon Higgins always used to say that Estelle Roberts was our finest all-round medium. And she was a complete all-rounder in that she was a fabulous evidential medium. She worked doing the Royal Albert Hall on many uh, Remembrance Day services to audiences of many thousand, three, four thousand people. She and also the lady next to her, Helen Hughes, they were both the finest evidential mediums of the day. And they were highly in demand. They used to go up and down the country, giving rallies all about helping drive the message of spiritualism. And, And they both worked in the Houses of Parliament in the UK when we were trying to get spiritualism to be recognized as a religion and to get genuine mediumship recognized through what ultimately became the Fraudulent Mediums Act and recognize such a thing as genuine mediumship. And they both demonstrated to MPs in the houses of commons, which is amazing. And they helped get that recognition because of the quality of their mediumship. So Gordon Higginson, he was a fabulous evidential medium, but he was also an excellent trans medium. He was also a physical medium and he was also a very good healer as well. So just as was saying before that, a lot of these mediums are not just, if you like, a one-trick pony. They had a lot of different strings to their bows. And Gordon, apart from doing fabulous evidential mediumship and teaching, he also did wonderful trance and physical work as well as being a healer as well, although that wasn't promoted as much, but he did do that quite a lot as well. So he always said that Estelle Roberts was our finest all-round medium, but many people believe that Gordon got reached the same level as well. And Estelle Roberts, similarly, fabulous evidential medium, fabulous trans medium, fabulous physical medium, yet again, and a good healer as well. So again, she was demonstrating all the gifts and abilities of the spirit. And she's probably most recognized for being the medium who was the greatest all-rounder in terms of having all the abilities. Gordon always said to himself that his physical mediumship was his less developed part, mainly because he really, being so busy, didn't have the time to dedicate to it. And he felt there was a lot more potential there that was unexplored, despite the fact that he was capable of amazing materializations and voice phenomena and a port. Uh, and one occasion, I heard a lovely story where the grand piano in a room was floating around the sitter's heads as levitation. And you think, wow, you know, that, that's quite scary. Spirit, don't get distracted. We don't want you falling on us. <laughs> and then we have the medium, Helen Hughes. I'm really fascinated by her because she was our finest clairaudient medium. Clair audience is the hearing uh, of spirit within the mind. And she used to do demonstrations where she would just receive all the information heard in her, effectively in her mind, within, within her ears, within her mind. And she'd just repeat what she got. And the accuracy was devastating. I, I don't think there's ever been a medium who's had that degree of accuracy
2: ever since. Let's go into our first break, and then we'll hear more about the incredible Helen Hughes. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeart Radio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. With BetterHelp, visit BetterHelp.com/shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel slash shades
5: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena waith Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust visit paramountplus.com slash the shot to get a 50 percent discount off the paramount plus with showtime annual plan offer ends july 14th subscription auto renews restrictions apply
0: hey everyone it's ted from consumer cellular the guy in the orange sweater and this is your wake-up call
2: Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. Martin Twycross was just explaining the great Helen Hughes, who was amazing as a medium, giving evidence to people about their loved ones in the spirit world. She was fascinating because this only worked for a
3: limited period of time, say half an hour. And then it would stop and the audiences would give her a a rave, huge round of applause. And she'd say, great, that's just given me the energy for another link or two. And she'd do another two links. And then they'd start clapping again. And she'd say, oh, great, energy from another link. And we'd keep going on and on and on. And that round of applause, that encore, created even more energy from spirit every time. Fascinating. But most of all, she worked from a point of love. She was known as Helen of Joy or Helen the Beloved. And everybody in the room felt the love of spirit emanate from this lady. And I think if we forget nothing else as mediums, if we can create that energy, that power of love, we can emanate that love of spirit within the room when I first heard about her and, and researched her, I then began to apply that within my own mediumship. What would happen if I seek to emanate love? And I was amazed at the difference. It's like one of those keys that helps unlock the door. And it's like, wow, it really does create a power. And Gordon Higginson always used to say to, in his demonstrations, for the next hour and a half, I'm not asking you to like me, but could you just love me for the next hour and a half? Could you send your love to me? But he was so loved by the audience anyway, he didn't need to do that because he had that love anyway, but that helped strengthen his mediumship. But he recognized the power of love to fuel and sustain mediumship. So each one, they all interlink and the lessons we get from all of them, they're all there. And for me, one of the reasons for doing the course is to look at these great mediums from the past, to look at their stories, to look at what we can learn and what we can bring to development in the current day. And some people say, well, that's the past, leave the past alone and just focus on the present. But I believe that if we do that, we run the risk of dumbing mediumship down. If we do that, we run the risk of losing the fundamentals, the foundations, the basics, because the basics are present within all their work. And if we strip it out, we then move away from something that can be fabulous. They've shown us the quality of what is possible. And it's our job to try and replicate that in the modern age. And as I said, there's never been a medium like Helen Hughes Forgiven clairaudience in the modern day that I'm aware of. I wish there was, but there's not. But what can we do to help bring it back? That's what I'd like to know. Yeah, and That's what I'd like to explore. The next that's gentleman. No, that's fine. The next gentleman along here is, is Morris Barbinell. He was the founder of a newspaper called Psychic News. But m- most importantly for us, he was the medium for Silver Birch. And some people may be familiar with Silver Birch. And I, actually, I don't have a Silver Birch book to show you. i only got Morris Barbinell's book. This is spiritualism, but there are a whole stack of Silver Birch books, and I have every single one, including all the hard-to-find ones. I love the teachings of Silver Birch. I believe there's no finer philosophy within our movement. And Maurice Barbanel was a humble man, and he, because he published this newspaper, he didn't want anyone to know that he was also the medium behind Silver Birch. So they published the teachings of Silver Birch in the newspaper, and people would say, wow, these are great, but he never really wanted people to know it was him who was doing it because he was a humble man, he you know, he didn't want it to look like he was taking advantage of his own newspaper to publish all these teachings. And I think all of these mediums had a degree of humility. And we need to recognize that to be good mediums, humility is another core quality we need to develop. But for me, uh, Maurice Barbanel, there are no books written about Maurice Barbanel, but he wrote a lot of books himself. And obviously he wrote all the all the silver birch books are the transcribed teachings that came through his guide. So He's a bit harder for me to talk about because there is no book that summarizes his life. All the others have biographies. He doesn't. But I'm going to do my best to bring forward as much as I can about him. And the final gentleman who you probably can't see because I think we might be sitting over the top of him, but is uh, a very early picture of Harry Edwards. And Harry Edwards, uh, most people will be familiar with probably older pictures of him. I was, again, wondering if I had an older picture, but I have, But it's not very good. You probably just about can see it there. Harry Edwards was our finest ever healer. And he was a man after my own heart, Harry Edwards, because he was very scientifically minded. He was himself was skeptical. He was renowned for taking spiritual healing, really bringing it forward to make it what it is today. But before that, he was very interested in physical mediumship. And he studied two physical mediums in great detail, Jack Webber and Arnold Clare. And he sat in many, many seances with them. And he, he was responsible for helping to establish rules. And he wrote books about them. And he did a huge amount of investigation into physical mediumship. And he sat many, many times. And Jack Webber was his closest friend. And sadly, Jack Webber passed to the spirit world. And Harry Edwards, even though he was a fabulous healer at the time, he was unable to save his best friend. And it was his biggest regret ever. He cured so many people of diseases and problems that were uncurable, but his very best friend he couldn't. And that was always his greatest regret, that that happened, especially when he was able to help other people who had the same condition that Jack Webber passed with, which was viral meningitis. Whenever he was able to help other people, it was always a big regret that he still wasn't able to do it for his friend. But Harry Edwards, he kept lots of meticulous notes about healing. And the bit I love about it was he looked at what all healers did and he assessed it. And he brought it all into his own healing and he said, does this help or does it hinder? And anything that hindered, he threw away. Anything that did not help the process, he got rid of. At the time, lots of healers combed the aura. They would try and and they would flick the dirty energy out of the aura. Let's comb your aura and flick the energy out. And he just said, it's crazy. It doesn't have any effect whatsoever. The spirit world don't need that. It's there for effect. And he stripped out all these different things that were unnecessary to get down to what I call a pure spiritual healing. That's why I say he's like a man after my own heart. For me, I like to get down to pure mediumship. I tend to strip away anything in mediumship that doesn't help protection, cleansing, clearing chakras, opening chakras. I I have no idea to open a chakra to be brutally honest. I don't know if my chakras are open or closed. And if it doesn't help the process, why do we bother with trying to teach it if it doesn't help? None of these mediums here taught these things They were fabulous mediums and they didn't teach it. And most of them went the opposite way. And they were trying to give us teachings that didn't have anything encumbered within them, making life hard. They were trying to get it down to the basics, the fundamentals, the foundations, which is all about attunement to spirit, all about the power of spirit. Gordon Higginson always used to talk about the power of spirit. And sitting in the power, sitting for spirit, it all comes from the teachings that Gordon taught and many of the others taught that were the teachings of old that we need to build our own power to enable the power of spirit to reach out and touch people. So I get very passionate about them all because for me, each one of their stories gives us glimpses of truth about what mediumship is and glimpses of truth of how to develop it. And the, the foundations of mediumship are present in their work. If we start to forget it, we do them a disservice. And the main reason as well for me to want to talk about these guys, is that we wouldn't be where we are now as mediums. We wouldn't be where we are now as a religion within spiritualism without them. Gordon Higginson, he pretty much single-handedly saved the Spiritualist National Union. And he didn't really want the job, to be honest, to be president, he turned it down. Lovely story that Spirit got him to do. I won't go into it too much detail now, but Spirit took advantage of him and demonstrated to him why he had to take the role. And at the time, the Arthur Finley College uh, really had to be sold. And, and Gordon loved the Arthur Finney College so much, he wanted to find a way to save it. And he went the length and breadth of the country, demonstrating up and down the country, and all the proceeds went to save the college. He founded the Friends of Stansted Hall to save the college. And through Gordon's efforts over a period of about four or five years, he was able to save the college and bring the SNU, which was massively debt-laden, back onto an even keel. And we have the college and the SNU today. Because of Estelle Roberts and Helen Hughes, we have spiritualism recognized as that religion and genuine mediumship recognized. And Maurice Barbernell did so much to promote spiritualism through the publications. He, he, He did so much. And again, he's a man after my own heart because he was tough. If people were not doing it right, if they were fraudulent, he'd call them out. You know, it takes a brave man to call people out. It takes a brave man to... To point out when people do things wrong, he doesn't make you popular. I'm pretty sure of that. But he did. And it, you know, all of these mediums faced great criticism in their time, but all of them rose above it. Anybody who works as a physical medium generally will attract negativity and criticisms of fraud, and Gordon Higginson had it a great deal with his both his physical mediumship and his mental mediumship. And it's, it's commonly happens. It's such a shame, but it's part of the territory of work. Whenever we stand in the public domain and we stand true to our own beliefs, some people will feel threatened or attack us or just not understand it. And Harry Edwards, for me, he is the one who's who did the most to promote spiritual healing and to give us the foundations of spiritual healing. And I believe his book, The Understanding and Practice of Spiritual Healing, is the Bible. It still is the Bible. I I won't stray away away from the teachings because he's done all the groundwork. He's created them. He's made it all accessible for us. He gave us so much quality teaching. We don't really need to reinvent the wheel. These guys have done the groundwork. They've created our foundations. But for me, if we can honor them, they are the true ambassadors of our movement. They are the giants of our movement upon whose shoulders all of us now stand. And if we can honor them and keep their memories alive, then that, I think, is a wonderful thing. And that's really what inspires me to, certainly with Gordon, to keep the website going, to keep putting lectures out of him in the public domain, to put all the footage I could find of him demonstrating out in the public domain. Sadly, with Estelle Roberts and Helen Hughes, because of the, the time they were demonstrating, there's a lot less material available. It's very few recordings. I'm aware of one, I think, of Estelle Roberts. But, and similarly, there's only one recording I'm aware of of Silver Birch through uh, Maurice Barbonell. And again, very little of Harry Edwards. There was, there are. A few, he did record a few tapes and a few records, which are still available. But if, again, if we can keep their memory alive, if we can keep their words alive, if we can keep what they fought so hard to achieve alive, and that for me, every one of them fought for the standards of mediumship. Every one of them fought to bring forward quality mediumship and quality healing, quality trance, quality physical, and Really, we owe them a service now to make sure that in this day and age, that what people are demonstrating is still of the same calibre and quality. And if we can do that through talking about how they developed, how they worked, if we can pull forward the teachings we can take from their stories, then I think it's a wonderful thing. So that's that's kind of a little bit of the reason why I'm passionate about the course.
2: And we'll be back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM
5: Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
0: Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Lines.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it.
4: Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of.
2: Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are with Martin Twycross talking about the great mediums of the past. And I really feel that it only takes one person to make a difference. And you look at these magnificent people, and they were humble, down to earth, and they made a huge difference. You know, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this show and sharing good mediumship is because I never knew I never knew how good mediumship could be. You know, I was happy if a medium said, I've got your grandmother here, and I've got an M name you know, well, that's not good enough really to bring through specifics and feel the love of the spirit world. That's what's important. And I mean, could you imagine 50 years from now, if people were really trained properly and spent the years needed to hone their skills as opposed to some of these crash courses and in mediumship? I mean, could you just imagine how fascinating that would be?
3: Definitely. You know, Something Silver Birch always said is that if we can touch one soul with our spiritual work, then it has been a value. If our life touches just one person, touches the soul of one person, that life was a value. Mm. And for me, when I looked at researching at Harry Edwards, I went through all of his early books and his story, his books on uh, the evidence for, for healing that he generated And he speaks about how many patients he was given healing to at the time and how many patients he was given absent healing to. And I calculated over the course of his lifetime that he gave healing to over 1 million people. Oh my goodness. And that's 1 million souls we can touch with a life. Mm -hmm. And he didn't actually start healing until he was in his 40s. It wasn't as if he started at age 20. So, you you know, if anyone's coming to this work and they're thinking, well, you know, I wish I'd come to it young, but I'm too old for it now. You're never too old. You're never too old. And there's always a soul you can touch. Each one of us in our own way can touch souls. Each one of us in our own way can help people. And, you know, many of these mediums, Harry Edwards was known for his healing, but he also did a trance circle and he did it every week. And he was a fabulous trance medium. And funnily enough, his friend, Jack Webber, I mentioned earlier on, when he passed, Harry Edwards inherited his guide his guide transferred over to Harry Edwards, the same guide. Wow. And because he'd sat in circle with Harry Edwards for so long, while Harry was, was investigating the phenomena, Harry Edwards was like a friend to him. And then when Jack Weber passed, this guy decided to continue his work with uh, Harry Edwards, which is fascinating. I find that kind of thing fascinating. That's I really
2: extraordinary. Do.
3: I, and I love digging out these little snippets of what, what, what some people would say is useless information, but I consider amazing information. Martin,
2: would you tell the story how uh, Morris Barbernell first sat? Because I think it's fascinating because for people that don't know, the words and teachings of Silver Birch are like none other. They're so profound, so inspiring, all about living life, death, all of it. And when I read some of the words of Silver Birch, I get the goosebumps flooded w- within me. Like th- this is uh, the words of the truth, of real source, of real power.
3: Maurice Barbenel, uh, he is from a Jewish faith and Maurice Barbanell was very skeptical and he was invited to go along and and he was actually asked to write an article about some mediumship. And he said, well, I don't really feel qualified to, talk, to write on that. And I want to go and see the medium work first so I understand what it's about. So, he went along to watch the medium work. And I, I read different stories, one which said it was on the first time he went and others which said it was on the second time he went. But on the second time or the first time, whichever is true, he himself thought he fell asleep. And when he, when he came around, they said, wow. And I said, what do you mean, wow? And it's like a guy that's just been speaking through you and you've been in trance. And so he then realized that that potential, that ability was inherent within himself. And it caused him to investigate it a great deal more and that's kind of my memory of it i hope that's, that's the memory you've got
2: perfect that is exactly <laughs> the, the memory and that's what i find so interesting is here's someone who just was interested and went to check it out and out of them the, you know these profound words came so it's so easy i think for any of us human beings to think you know who are we you know who's going to listen to us or whatever but once you start Asking questions and you start digging into some of the things that interest you, you just be amazed what opens up.
3: Do you know? And there's, there's that story, there's parallels with Harry Edwards and there's parallels with Gordon Higginson and there's parallels with Estelle Roberts as to how each of them, with Estelle Roberts, she went to Hampton Hill Spiritualist Church for the first time and she was told, You are a medium. And she was like, She's like me going, Yeah, right. And she went the second week and the medium came to her and said, you are a medium. And she was like, yeah, right. That's the second time. The third week she went, medium came to her and said, you are a medium. But then she's chatted with this medium and the medium said, go and sit at home and see what develops. So for one week, she said, I'll sit at home for one week with the table and we'll see if anything happens. And at the end of that week, if nothing happens, then I'm I'm not going to bother anymore with it. So She sat every night with the table, nothing happened. And in disgust on the final day, she thought, well, that's it. No more. I won't bother with this anymore. She walked out the room and the table followed her, nudging her in the back. And it was a great big heavy table. And she oh, heard I in her it. mind, the words came in her mind, I am red cloud, no need for table. I can talk to you in your mind, no need for table. And uh, so fascinating. And Harry Edwards, I believe, went to sit, went to a circle and he went into trance. And so he actually didn't go along to be the medium, but he went into trance. First time Gordon Higginson did trance, it was unexpected. He went to a church, was working, was doing the demonstration. The person who was the speaker, because he had a separate speaker and demonstrator in those days, the speaker hadn't turned up and they asked him to do the speaking. And he said, well, I'm not really the speaker. I don't really do that, but I'll have a try. And then he says, I remember waking up and I thought, oh, my God, I've fallen asleep. And no, there's been no speaker. And they said it was fabulous. And he said, well, I was asleep. And said, no, 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 you were in trance. And the guides, and that was the very first ever trance, was, took place without him knowing it was happening.
2: And so it happened incredible. to So wow. that
3: happened to Gordon, to Harry Edwards, and to Maurice Barbanel, that they all went into trance unexpectedly.
2: That's great. <laughs> That's Even me, just you it? telling that story, it's just like these things are possible and more. It's, it's great. Martin, how do people find out about your course
3: well they can uh, find out about it in many ways it is available on my website which is www.martintwycross.com which is the new website it's also available in my store which is martintwycrossproducts.co.uk. and uh if you're on facebook and you know me on facebook you'll see it on my profile there and you know for me i like to create teachings that people can always access i I'm a very big believer in that. If we can create something that's always there for people, it's a really profound thing to do. Something what we call evergreen content. It's always there. And that's why, you know, people say to me, why do you bother with a video? Why do you bother with a study program where it's recorded? Why don't we all do it in real time? And for me, I'd rather record it, record it well, and then it's there and we can all get the benefit. And that's kind of been my mentality of trying to create things that people can access because I'm very passionate about keeping these teachings available.
2: Well, that's how I found out about you in the first place. I was searching mediumship on YouTube, and there was this guy teaching. I'm like, who's this guy? And then I went to your website, and I ended up purchasing your course. And then we became friends on Facebook. And then, you know, here we are. And even though we haven't met on face-to-face, the flesh, I mean, we're friends. And I feel very great about you know, sharing what it is you're up to. Because, like all the people's faces you just showed, no big egos, all about service. And that's who you are, you know, really about making a difference. And I think I'm the same way, you know, and that's yeah. why people listen and tune in and are inspired. Because we're just, I think we're waking up that divine spark in everybody, you know, that this life isn't all there is. There's, much bigger purpose and yet if our loved ones don't die and they're still around you know who are we and what is our life for and being able to empower people in the now connect with our own divinity and live the best life ever what a gift that is
3: absolutely absolutely i'm really a big fan of all those mediums and all those workers for spirit and even those people who don't consider themselves as spirit workers but who go down and touch souls who are effectively doing the work of spirit uh, whether they wish to put that label on it or not there's so many people out there who have that humility who are giving their lives in service and they're not always the ones who beat their own drum they're not always the ones who are and i know a great many people within this movement who offer such fabulous quality teachings who offer fabulous things and so many of us myself included have a problem with promoting ourselves or marketing ourselves are telling the world about ourselves because that speaks of ego and we all right. don't really want ego we want to have that humility we really want our work to speak for itself but if people don't know we exist it becomes a challenge and somebody gave me a little talking to a while ago and said really you know we have to promote ourselves a bit we have to put ourselves out there people have to know that what we offer exists because if they don't the world can't find out about us we live in a very much a a technology-led age where the internet, Facebook, social media, YouTube is awash with information. But it can be very hard for people to sift through the stuff to find out the quality. The golden nuggets are often buried. Or the people producing the golden nuggets, they they don't want to bang their own drum. And the people who do want to bang their own drum aren't necessarily producing quality content, but they're the ones who are capturing the audience. And for me, You know, these great mediums of old, none of them banged their own drum. They all worked with a great deal of humility. They all worked from a position of service. They all worked from a position of love for spirit. These are the core factors. You know, Gordon Higginson, when he passed, they opened his desk drawer and they found a whole drawer full of checks given to him from churches for his expenses that he never cashed. And he was offered. He was offered thousands of pounds, which was a lot in those days, to do readings with famous people, and he refused because he recognized that at the end of the day, money shouldn't be able to buy it. He would rather do a reading for someone who had a genuine need, for a little old lady who couldn't pay for it, who had a genuine need, than for somebody who wanted to seek him out as being the best. And so all of the mediums of the past, they bring that humility. They bring... That passion and that love and that service to spirit, and that's what it's all about. And really, I, I hope we'll have a lot of modern pioneers who are bringing forward that same passion, that same love. And I count you in this as well, Sandra, as well, because you are one
2: of our modern pioneers. Martin, you're so sweet for that. Thank you so much. And the music tells us it's time to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeart Radio and Coast to Coast AM.
5: visit paramountplus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the paramount plus with showtime annual plan offer ends July 14th subscription auto renews restrictions apply this is it your moment this is your time to make
0: your comeback with Purdue Global when you come back with a Purdue Global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
2: Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. We've got a couple of special things coming up in this segment, so don't go anywhere. Martin, I want to really thank you for calling me a pioneer. I do the best I can, and I just want to help people have a better life, get through grief, and know their loved ones are around.
3: You know, your radio show is fabulous, and what it does to reach out to people and touch people. And, you know, you give us all of this for free. It's amazing. It really is. I, myself, I know how much time, effort, and money it takes to create things. I, for Gordon Higginson, I built a website. I, I got numerous recordings transferred off reels to, to be made. I, I spent, I won't tell you how much money I spent, but I don't think I would ever see it back, put it that way. No. We do, we do it for love. And it doesn't it's- really matter. It doesn't matter. I know that Gordon is happy that his memory is being kept alive. It's come through readings to me, people who don't even know what I've done. And I know that the mediums in the spirit world appreciate what we do. And the spirit world wants us to be giving in service. And the spirit always say that whatever we do, as long as we work from the heart, as long as we do it from the right place, we'll always have enough. We might never be rich, we might never get what we want, but we always have enough will always be looked after. And I truly believe that. And some of you may know that I post a lot of Facebook quotes. I don't know if you've ever seen those quotes uh, yeah, sometimes I in my timeline. And what I have done actually is compile them all on my website, martintwycross.com. For those of you who are not on Facebook, you can see some of them. But some of these words are the words that come through my guides in trance. And I just make a little quote out of them. or I just sit in a moment and ask for some inspiration to bring forward. And my favorite one is actually written over there. And I shall just grab it a second and tell you. I can yes. read it from here. It says, To serve spirit is a sacred calling, it is service in its purest form. When you serve from love, when you serve from the heart, know your needs will always be met. You will never go without. You may not have all you want, but you, you will have all you need. And those were words that were spoken to me by my guide through a medium in trance pretty much verbatim. They were given to me when I first started my journey in about 2003, almost verbatim. And then they came through me in trance, almost, and I matched them up. And the language isn't purely exact, but the content and the words were almost the same. And you'll see that within the teachings of Silver Birch. It's almost, I found, later I found some words within that was almost identical as well. And those ideas, those themes keep recurring. Work from love work from service, work from passion. Passion is fabulous. If we tap our passions and we make our passion available to the world, we can't go wrong. And I know that's what you do, Sandra, and that's why I think your your show is wonderful. I'm a big fan.
2: Thank you very much, Martin. We would like to play something for you right now. And it's a two-minute clip just so you can hear a few words from Gordon Higginson. But I'd love it if you go to gordonhigginson.co.uk. It's a free site with loads of videos and audios. And Martin's also put many of them on YouTube as well. If you just search for Gordon Higginson.
1: The real thing is the invisible. And the real thing then is the mind. That's the real thing. You can't see it, and yet it exists. You see, you can can go to a brain operation and see the brain opened up, but you can't find the mind. The mind is something you cannot destroy because you can't see it, you can't touch it, yet it exists. And it's this that communicates with us from another world. Do you know what heaven is like? Of course. What is it like? It's very similar to this one. It it, It has uh, houses, it has gardens, it has trees, it has everything you have in this world. If two persons love each other, for instance, Romeo and Juliet, will will they come together again in the next world? One of the great things that never dies is love. You can't kill love love is an attraction and if two people love one another one dies the other one will die they will meet in another world what will their physical appearances be will they be able quite to choose similar. quite similar what except very... we go younger yes. we, get, we reach always the age of maturity do, do only human beings experience this or what happens to uh, animals to uh, the leaves to uh, fish lives but it all lives. survives death you see, nothing dies. But it should be an enormous uh, big world, this uh, this other world. There's but actually... you know, how can you define space? How can you define time? What we have to do is to realize that there are so many things yet we have to learn. And spiritualism and psychic science is the only way that we shall find the truth of life.
2: That is a 50-year-old recording, so I apologize if the sound isn't great. But next, I'd like to play for you a recording that I made from some words of Silver Birch, which were spoken through the trance mediumship of Maurice Barbanel. I got permission from the spiritualtruthfoundation.org, which houses all of Silver Birch's words. Check it out. Now see what you think about these words compared to what Gordon Higginson said. One day, after death, you will be the same individual as you were one day before it, except that you will have discarded your physical body. You will express yourself through your etheric body, which is a replica of the physical one. It does not, however, reproduce any of its imperfections. All disease and infirmities will be left behind. The deaf will hear. The dumb will speak. The blind will see. The cripple will be a cripple no longer. You must try and understand that life in the spirit world is not dreamy or nebulous. It is full of activity. It is just as real as the life each one of us lives here. We are accustomed to think of the material world as being real and solid, although actually this is not so, as the science of physics proves. The things of the mind or the spirit seem to us shadowy and vague, but to those who live on the other side, The mental is the real, and the physical is the shadow. This doubtless will be hard for you to grasp, but you will find a perfect analogy if you think of your dreams. When you dream, all the things that you encounter are real at the time of their happening. They only become dreams when you wake up. If you never woke up, and dreaming was the perpetual state of your existence, then that state would become your reality. The spirit world is round and about us. Some people see it and hear it because they can tune into its vibrations. It is not situated in some far off continent. It is part of the universe blending and intermingling with the physical world. You must dismiss from your mind the old-fashioned theological idea that, after death, there is an undisturbed eternal sleep. There may be, at first, a short time of rest to enable the newly arrived spirit to adjust himself to this new life. This usually takes a little time. Then he meets those who have preceded him. Families are reunited. Old associations are re-established. Friendships are renewed. I know the question you will ask is, how will I be able to recognize those who have gone before? This is not a real difficulty they will know you, having watched over you and kept in constant touch with you. Then, because the spirit world is a place where thought is the reality, they will be able to show themselves to you as you knew them. There is, however, one great factor always operating in the spirit world the unalterable law of attraction. Only those of like spiritual qualities can meet on the same plane in the new life. The husband and wife, who are only held together on earth by a legal tie and between whom no real love existed, will not be together in spirit life. Sometimes people are puzzled because they learn that there are houses on the other side. You must remember though, these are not houses made of bricks and mortar, but constructed out of thought. This applies also to the clothing that is worn. The instinct to clothe oneself is deeply rooted and has become habitual. No one would dream of walking through the streets unclothed. This habit is part of our mental makeup. That is why it persists on the other side, where mental states are the reality. Silver Birch, through the mediumship of Maurice Barbanel. I hope you enjoyed that. It gives you a little taste of mediums of the past. And it is possible to bring this quality of mediumship Forward, but it takes having that one on one relationship with the spirit world, taking your time with development. You know, I see a world where the playing field is level, mediums around the world all offer a reasonable charge. They go by the code of ethics that in the first 10 minutes, if you're not comfortable or you're not feeling you're getting good evidence, or they may feel they're not getting a good connection, that you don't pay and the mediumship reading stops. So you can join Martin at martintwicross.com for an at home study course, or you can join us live every week with Phil and Carrie and work with others to strengthen that bond through mediumship, through your psychic abilities with the unseen world. Just go to wedontdie.com and click on the store. In closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I want to thank you for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
1: And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast
2: Network.